Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello and welcome back to a very professional episode of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner and for the film side at Have You Seen S-C-E-N-E Pod. Joined as always by my co-host, my partner in crime, Reese Williams, at Minder Reese on Instagram. YouTube and at Minder Reese reviews on TikTok. You don't stop, Reese. How you feeling? I'm, uh, I should be very excited after a 25 point win over a good team. Uh, you know, solid win. Mostly everybody looked good except for Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, I'm good. I'm just. Uh, I'm kind of annoyed, but I'm good. Okay. Fair enough. Um, oh, damn. They traded T to the Raptors for OG. Who is T? What are you talking about? You know who T is. T, T off of Twitter. Oh. Oh, wow. Check the group chat. She must have posted something crazy. I'm not even going to check. Uh, she'll be in jail in no time. Um, Jesus Christ. I'm, I ain't mean to make light of your situation. My bad, brother. I'll put something on your books for that joke. Um, anyway, yeah, the Mavs got a dub. You know, I, I feel I feel good about it. Yeah, uh, don't check it. <laughs> um, but let's get into it. So we knew Christian Wood was out. Question was going to be how we were going to play. Fortunately, uh, should I save that? No, I'm going to just say it now. Fortunately, the, the Heat are not a team that really punishes you inside. Pause. And um, even Bam Adebayo, he's a great center, but he's not a traditional center. He wants to work from the middle of the floor, get the floaters and stuff like that. He's not uh, a guy that's going at the rim and, and going to post you up and take take care of business. Like that's That's not something we had to fear tonight. And the defense was locked in. Um, people, in particular, our homie Dwight, 21 going on 77, uh, has made a, a concerted effort to make sure he points out Tim Hardaway's uh, improvement on defense and, you know, his point of attack defense particularly is usually pretty solid. Like when he's on ball, He's pretty solid. His his lapses come when he's off ball uh, or in his slow rotation sometimes or lack of willingness to rotate. But I, I have to give it to him. The point of attack defense has been very good, especially lately. Uh, Reggie Bullock hitting shots tonight. The Winter Soldier is alive. I, I think it is. I don't want to jinx it, but I think it's safe to say the Winter Soldier has arrived. How are you feeling about let, let's talk about. Reggie Bullock real quick. How you, how you feeling about the Reggie Bullock situation? Hey, man, it feel good to not be able to come on here and rant about wasted, meaningless Reggie Bullock minutes. Like, it's 
first of all, the Winter Soldier jokes is cool and all, it's funny, but I'm gonna be honest, it's starting to get a little scary because like this is way too at this is the second year in a row at this point. Like, does it does this dude really just wait for the winter time to turn up? Like this the statistics say this is how he's always been. I'm about to start calling this motherfucker Jack Frost or something. Like, what what are we talking about here? Like this it's nothing to complain about. He's knocking down his open shots. He looks good out there. His defense is better. I, I who am I going to complain about? It's uh it's a int- I'm going to put the question out here now uh rather than later. If we know this is who he is, I think my biggest issue is his age as far as my wanting to trade him. Um if he was a younger guy in doing what he does, I would still be annoyed by him more uh, for the fact that I hate inconsistent players. Like I need somebody I can depend on. You know what I mean? Like I don't never mind. I'm not going to make that analogy. I, um, as far as his usability, his, his ability to, to help us, he's a guy that could help us now. If he's only going to hit shots in the second half of the season and playoffs, that's perfectly fine, right? But I still think I'm willing to trade him as because, again, I have to focus on the big picture, which is how's this team going to look in three years? And I can't depend on Reggie Bullock to still be a serviceable NBA player in three years. I'm still 100% willing to trade him. To be honest, I'm more willing to trade him since he's playing good because I know his trade value now is higher. Like, if he continues to play like this, his trade value is going to go up. If he can stay consistent up until the trade deadline, right? we could get not a haul, but we could get something of value back or we can package him with, I don't know, someone else and, and get something of value back. I wish he played like this from the jump. His value would be through the damn roof for a role player, but uh, – if he keeps playing like this, I'm pretty sure there's a team out there that that's trying to go all in that needs shooters. The Lakers come to mind. Um, what other team can come to mind? Uh, maybe the Warriors can come to mind. Hmm. Um, off top, those are the main two. But uh, well, the Lakers are the main one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know what the fuck we will get back from the Lakers. They can't give us shit. Um, the Warriors, hey, I take James Wiseman. I don't think they're ready to give up on it yet, but I take them. Um, yeah, uh, if we trade Reggie, fantastic. If we don't, but he still continues to play like this, I can live with it. Right. What I couldn't live with was us not trading him and him still playing like ass. But uh, if he continues on this Winter Soldier trend, I'm happy with him. My my only issue with him was he was playing 35 to 40 fucking minutes and doing nothing. You you paid to shoot and play defense, and you were doing a lot less shooting and some defense. And that ain't in your contract, motherfucker. So I'm going to need you to start living up to it, and that's what he's doing, so. I can't complain. Yeah, I think the early season problem was more so a kid problem than a Reggie Bullock problem. Um, trying to think of an analogy. If your kid is in the pool drowning and you don't jump in to help them, 
because you know they'll figure it out right before they drown, you're a bad parent. What do he can't he couldn't help? He was swallowing water and he was just we were just watching him flail. But what was he supposed to do? Take give him less minutes. Put a hand behind his back so he know he got support. Support like, just let him flop around. I don't, and, and I don't think supporting him is giving him less minutes. But I, I'm I'm using I'm, that's part of the analogy. The, the analogy okay. of giving him less minutes would be giving him less pressure to keep himself from going under the water by playing him a little bit less. And we took way too long to get there. He has I mean, swallowed. He has swallowed some water at that point. I I wouldn't put that on kid. I just you think it's I, not kid's fault that Reggie Bullock was playing forty minutes and going zero for ten. I think Reggie Bullock would have gone zero for whatever, regardless of the minutes he was playing because he was just ass. Do I think Reggie Bullock should have played those minutes? No, but that's not the reason Reggie Bullock was playing bad. It's just Jason Kidd was managing the minutes wrong. No, I'm not saying that that was why he was playing bad. He was playing bad because that's who he is. He's a guy who doesn't shoot the fucking ball well in the beginning of the season, but then the adjustment is to play him less until he starts shooting the ball well, which Jason Kidd refused to do. I just don't. I'm just, I'm focused on Reggie playing bad. Like, the minutes, whatever it is, what it is, but if he would have played 18, the motherfucker would have went 0 for 3. Like, I don't think it would have mattered. I, I don't think if someone's playing that bad at that point, just take them out the rotation if that's the case. But we weren't going to do that, obviously. So, yeah, I'm gonna I, move on. Yeah, we talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. I can't remember if it was before the pod or not. Um, I didn't realize because <laughs> you know I I was just depressed most of the time. He was one for ten tonight, one for five from three. Uh, finished with eight points, three boards, two assists. Um, <clears throat> I have to say, I I made a note at the beginning of the third quarter that I, I can't do much more of these Tim and Spencer minutes. They can't play together. On either side of the ball. I watched closely as... When Luca's bringing the ball down the court, Tim, and it might be that might be the play design that might be Jason Kidd's doing, but I watched Tim every single time put himself in position to be the guy receiving the ball from Luca off the double. I would prefer that to be Spencer Dimwe, personally, because Spencer Dimwitty can be a threat to shoot, drive, and though I make jokes about how terrible of a passer he is he is a much better passer or much more willing passer than tim hardaway jr both much better and much more willing now again it didn't bite us tonight we won the game largely and i I hate to be the guy make it sound like i'm complaining but when i i look i can't help but watch the game like a coach and look for the things that that need to be tightened up before we get to the playoffs and that's that's one of the things i'm noticing is tim being that guy receiving, and again, tonight going one for 10 from the field on those shots where he's getting the ball, he's not really looking for anybody else. No matter the situation. <laughs> Don't like it. I'll take it a step further and say they shouldn't be on the same team together. 
I mean, <laughs> I am a hundred percent in on I need Tim and or Reggie Bullock traded before the trade deadline. When that when Tim and Spencer are two of our most important players, they're bound to have minutes together on the court. And with Luca playing so many minutes, they're bound to have minutes on the court together with Luca. Um I just it's it's not gonna work. That's obvious. Like maybe this is an anomaly. I was gonna say, you know, well, he only had two assists this game, and that's the game Tim came back. This game was a blowout, and it's like I I guess the ball was really spread around much because even Luca, like, he led the team with seven assists. Uh the next best was Josh Green and Dorian Finney Smith with three. Um I'll give it another game or two. I really don't need to see more. I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I already know what it is. Uh, They just can't play together with Luka. Like, if they were on their own team doing their own thing, they'd probably be fine. But when Tim is on the court with Spencer at the same time as Luka, like you said, he's taking the ball away from Spencer. When Spencer is the secondary ball handler, you're supposed to spot up and shoot. Do that. Like... I had someone DM me to ask if Luca was freezing out Spencer, and that's what I that would that I had already said said this or thought this or written this down, but that like reinforced that I needed to make sure I brought it up is that I, I I can't I can't see it I can't do it much longer like it's fine sometimes but it's not fine a lot of the time if that makes sense yeah um. I was going to talk about us going small for large stretches of the game, but I mentioned already the Heat aren't really a team that plays bigs, even though they play BAM. Like their backup center was their two-way guy, who's also like an athletic forward slash center. Uh, So going small wasn't really a thing that I feel like we need to talk about. Do you disagree? No. Okay. Uh, What else we have? Josh Green. Yeah. Last game, he only played 20 minutes. Tonight, he was up to 27, which is he played a minute less than Reggie Bullock. Uh, he finished with 12 points, five boards, three assists. He was three for seven from the field, one for three from three, five for five from the line. And I want to point out that one of the threes he missed was a grenade three that past years he wouldn't even have gotten the shot off. Yeah. So I was just glad to see him catch and shoot that quick, to be honest, regardless of the result. How you feeling about Josh right now? Uh, I mean, it's not much rust. He's coming right back in and picking up where he left off. Um, that's good to see. Uh, it's higher than my expectations. Um, I expected him to take a few games to get into the flow of things, and uh, that's not the case. Uh, he's easing right back into the team. Like I said, picking up where he left off, bringing the energy, bringing the hustle. You know, you're always going to get that from them, from him. The shot is still there. So it's clear to see that that's a consistent thing. That wasn't a fluke. That isn't a beginning of the season thing. He's been able to keep it going. So, yeah, uh, I expect from Josh what we've been getting from Josh. I know now to set my expectations to where they were before the injury. I don't have to put training wheels on him. Yeah, I think we talked about it, um, him being out so long, how would he come back? 
And especially with the elbow injury, would it affect his shot? I think it's safe to say the shot looks fine. Uh, secondarily, I'm actually willing to say that that time off helped him mentally. Uh, I don't know. And this, I can speak to this from experience, not basketball wise, but just in life. Sometimes when you're doing something constantly and you're not, you're not really getting a break away from it. Then all of a sudden you get a break away from it and you can come back refreshed. You can sit back and watch how it works without you. And I'm sure he sat back and watched how guys were playing. and was like, shit, I can do better than that. Damn, he should have attacked that closeout. I would have done that. Damn, if he had rotated earlier on the switch, he could have stopped that three from going up. And if he had got out in the open court, he might have got it late. Like, I could see him potentially, like, watching the games, seeing the things that maybe he was a little bit more hesitant about before and coming back in more aggressive. He hesitated once tonight on a three. But his response wasn't, ah, oh, shit, I took too long. Well, that's done. His response was, ah, oh, damn, I probably should have shot that. But instead, I'm going to put it on the floor. I'm going to take multiple dribbles at Oladipo, body through him, and get to the get to the hole. Like, his aggression isn't just one, one thought go. He's, he's getting to that second and third thought. He's allowing himself a, a couple more seconds to, to make decisions and act. And I'm very excited for what he's about to do the second half of the season. Same. Uh, getting to the getting five free throws is is big, and they weren't fake free throws. They were the real free throws. Him going at the rim that is a dimension that not nobody else on this team really adds. Spencer Dinwiddie will put it on the floor from time to time, but we talked about it. He's he's not as effective as he used to be. Now he's had some nice dunks recently. Maybe that's him adjusting after getting the shot blocked 50 times and not getting fouls called on his little floater attempts. But for the most part, up to this point in the season, that's not a dimension that anybody else has really been adding. So I'm glad to see that from Josh personally. I feel like I've been scouting him. Like I've been watching him too hard, but I don't care. That's my boy. I'm not going to pretend that that's not the case. Anybody else we need to talk about? That play? No. Um, let me, I'm going to go through my notes real quick, just to make sure I didn't miss anything that was worth mentioning. Do, 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 do. Oh, the Luca, the, the, we got to talk about this. We got to talk, we got to talk about this. Um, I know you said you took a shower and I don't remember when this occurred. Do you see when Luca get called for, got called for the carry? I was out of the shower at that point. Actually, I was either out of the shower or it had, did it happen in the first half? Like, I can't remember. I think it. Hold on, I can tell you when it happened. I saw it. I know I saw it. I it wasn't in the, third in the shower. Quarter. Yeah, it happened in the third quarter. Yeah, I saw it. The the carry, and then the next play when he came down, hit the three, and did the carry taunt. I'm surprised they didn't give him a tech. Did you see it? Yeah. The, when he did the hand, the hand yeah. Oh man. Um. All right. The last or two things I need to mention. I want to say this is our second ESPN game recently. Like in the past week. What was the first? Huh? What was the first? I got to go back in time. Let's see. Uh, What day did we play? Is it going to tell me even if these were ESPN games? 
<clears throat> was Wednesday ESPN? Was it? No. When did we play previously? Sunday. God damn it. Um, all right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna try one more thing. If I don't find it here, I'm just gonna get to my point. Uh do 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 do. Thirty, twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Mm. January. This is future. That's the past. All right, it's not telling me. Whatever. Recently, we had a game on ESPN, and Luca started the fourth quarter. And Jeff Van Gundy said, this is very unusual. Luka Doncic doesn't usually start the fourth quarter, which at that time I laughed and said, clearly you don't watch a lot of Mavs games. This is something that we do in particular situations. He did it again tonight. Luka started the fourth quarter. Van Gundy said, Luka starting the fourth quarter. This is unusual. It's like, you don't remember saying that like three days ago? Anyway, just funny to me. Uh, <clears throat> last game I pointed out Josh Green had uh, John Collins in the post like he was defending him in the post and drew an offensive foul on John Collins he did the same tonight to Bam Adebayo again just pointing out Josh's ability to switch up and give bigs problems uh, we had a nice sugar glider dunk tonight on the lob from Luca. we had an attempt at a lob from uh, Bertans we ain't gonna talk about that uh, people were complaining about Luca being kept in the game too long tonight. People being the announcers, uh, but whatever. That's really all I got to say about this game. We can move on, unless you had anything else to say. Hell no. All right, we'll get back to a couple notes on some other things not related to this game after these messages from Reese about our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout the DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winners with each leg you add up to 100%. For instance, if you have three legs, you might get 25%. Five legs might get you 45%. If you go big and you add about 10 legs, I'm pretty sure you'll get about 100% boost on your odds. Better odds means more money. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back, folks. 
All right. We got a few topics that we got to hit here. The first thing being, uh, again, our network, the po- the basketball podcast network, a uh, few podcasts got together doing a trade deadline special. Not really a special kind of a like a special initiative where we kind of send each other clips of trade suggestions that we can use in our shows. Uh, kind of a, you know, we do a lot of trade stuff here between amongst ourselves, but it's nice to get fans of other teams involved. And it feels more authentic. Uh, the last thing you heard was we offered uh, a first round pick, Reggie Bullock, 2027 first round pick, top five protected Reggie Bullock for PJ Washington, Nick Richards, and the Utah second round pick. Uh, our Hornets counterpart came back, said, he can't give us Nick Richards in that exchange, but he's willing to do the rest. And I personally, I'm ready to accept if you are. Yeah. All right. So we just traded again for our trade deadline series. We traded Reggie Bullock 2027 first round pick top five protected for PJ Washington, who's a restricted free agent expiring and a the Utah Jazz second round pick 2023. So we'll keep that in mind as we look at other trades. Okay. Um Bullock out. 2027 first out. I'm making a note to myself. All right. We don't have any other trades right now, but uh stay on the two, stay on the lookout. We'll probably discuss some on, on the Sunday episode. Now Reese, I'm gonna pass it off to you to to set this next piece up because I personally I had some other stuff planned. I was gonna talk about the Christian Wood contract negotiation situation, something that I've paid, that I've noticed, but I'll save that because some other things appear to have come up. And uh, Reese, I'll let you take the lead on this. Um, <clears throat> my plan for this episode was to get in and out, uh, Mavericks had a very convincing win blowout over a good team. Uh, Wasn't much to talk about for the game. I expected us to get in, get out. But before we hit record, it was brought to my attention by my co-host that throughout the timeline and on Twitter and other places on Twitter that just directly after a Mavs win, people just couldn't wait to either slander Christian Wood or use this as an opportunity to say, hey, we don't need Christian Wood. We're better than Christian Wood. See, the defense is better without Christian Wood. And it's just so fucking frustrating how ignorant y'all are because y'all do this all the fucking time, except for with Jalen Brunson, because I remember when Luka was out going into the playoffs and we won two games against the fucking Utah Jazz and people were saying, oh, this team without Luka – could be a fucking play-in team. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, Christian Wood comes in. We get Christian Wood during the offseason for absolutely nothing. We have lost nothing. I can't even remember who was chosen at the pick that we gave up to get Christian Wood by the Houston Rockets. Um, I'll tell you who it was. Who was it? Uh, it was Wendell Moore. Is it Wendell Moore? The, the- Wendell Moore. 
the Timberwolves who doesn't get PT? Doesn't get PT. Who would y'all rather have? Wendell Moore, Christian Wood. Save that. That's a rhetorical fucking question. Next. Um, y'all were complaining like, uh, I don't really like Christian Wood, this, that. So y'all were already sour on Christian Wood when he get, when y'all got him. When we got him. Which sounds like, uh, I don't really want this guy here. Okay. You know, he starts off, he's coming off the bench. There's already rumors going on going around about his attitude and y'all feeding into it. Cool, whatever. He debunks those rumors. He's cool with coming off the bench. Starts off the season. First game comes out the gate. Dude is hooping. Now, here's the thing when players come to a team. You're supposed to know what you're getting. You don't trade for a Patrick Beverly and expect him to give you 15 points per game. You know why you're getting the Patrick Beverly. You trade for Christian Wood. You know why you're getting the Christian Wood. You want some offense on the team. Is Christian Wood going to anchor a defense? Absolutely not. Could he give you something here and there? Cool. But when you get a guy who knows, hey, this isn't his strong suit, and you choose over and over and over again to point out this one thing when this dude has clearly been the second best player on this fucking team we have if i'm not mistaken we still have a higher win over 500 win percentage when he's starting next to luca he's improved on his defense since the season has started he misses a fucking game due to an injury we win the game, and the first thing y'all can think of is, oh, yeah, we can trade this dude. We can trade this dude. We don't need him. All the defense is better without him. Oh, uh, can we start the, the Christian Wood narrative? Oh, uh, can we send this to, to, to his agents? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why can't we say, oh, man, I can't wait to see what this team looks like fully healthy with Christian Wood back. We haven't even seen what the team looks like healthy with Christian Wood starting. We haven't seen it yet. And y'all already ready to ship them out during the trade deadline when just a fucking month ago, y'all were like, extend Christian Wood. Oh, my God. Mark Cuban is so stupid. He won't extend Christian Wood. They're doing it again. It's the Jalen Brunson situation all over again. Y'all sound like y'all flip-flopping. I, I, I'm not sure where y'all landing right now. You know, the funny thing about this, you know, the defense is better without Christian Wood shit. Now, we did have Josh Green and Dwayne Finney-Smith tonight, which we didn't have. But just last weekend, we gave up 136 to the Portland Trailblazers without Christian Wood. No one said a word. Nurkic was 9 for 15, had 22 and 11. No one said a word. And who was starting? The White Power. I. There's... Tell me how the fucking defense without Christian Wood is going to go for us when we, if we trade Christian Wood. Don't get a big back and we're starting the White Power in the playoffs again. Please. Nuggets gonna destroy us. <laughs> um, Memphis is gonna destroy us. Sacramento is gonna destroy us. 
I'm trying to think. Golden State has already done it. Yeah, I. Here's the thing. We we knew coming in, Christian Wood was an outsider, right? He's going to have to win people over. In my eyes, I'm one of the biggest haters out here. You you really got to earn my respect for the most part, if, especially if you're not a kid. If you're a kid, I'm going to give you chances. But a vet, you got you to gotta earn my respect. Christian Wood has done absolutely nothing wrong. Not in the media, not in social media, not on the court. The boy is 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 kissing Luca's ass constantly on the court. He's apologizing to Luca for things that Luca did to make sure he stays in his good graces. He is staying out of Luca's way. He is playing off of Luca perfectly, perfectly on offense. When it's time to roll to the rim, he's rolling to the rim. When it's time to pop, he's popping. When Lucas says set a fucking screen properly, he sets a fucking screen properly and does not cry about Luca yelling at him. Luca is in the press conferences saying, I love Christian Wood because I can yell at him and he doesn't get mad at me. Christian Wood is saying we both want the same things and we both have a similar sense of humor. I know that it's all about the passion of the game. I want to win too. He's doing everything right. They start trapping Luca in the double team. Christian Wood is looking like Bam out of Bayou, working in the middle, finding open guys or getting to a bucket. What is he is he supposed to gain 30 pounds and become prime Anthony Davis? Y'all having unrealistic expectations. It is not his fault. We don't have a fucking center. We don't have a post presence. He was never supposed to be that. He is never going to be that. You do not get rid of Christian Wood. You do not get rid of a guy who's doing everything we wanted from KP offensively. A guy who works with Luca, who uh, I need y'all to be realistic. He is difficult to pair with a big. You found a big that pairs with him well, and you want to get rid of him? Come on, y'all not making no goddamn sense. You do not do that. What you do is you go get a bulky person who can move to play beside Christian Wood to help cover up the little the one thing that he can't do and never will be able to do because he's doing everything else right our goal should not be to get rid of christian wood our goal should be to keep christian wood one of the things i was going to mention is that we're not hearing rumors about the type of money that christian wood wants on the market usually in the situation that he's in you would hear something like that which leads me to believe that he does want to stay and that the, the behind the scenes negotiations, if there's not an extension done before the deadline, the behind the scenes negotiations are that the, I would believe that the Mavs know what he wants already or have an idea, I should say, and that he's going to give us the first opportunity to stay because he's not stupid. If he can get the money and be in a situation where that he knows works, that's a W for him. He's 27. If he cares about winning, like he seems to be indicating, he's not going to just leave the situation for anything or for anybody, for any team, for, for the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. I, I don't think he's that guy at the end of the day. 
I'm just really fucking frustrated with these fans because y'all cried. And we have a player here, a quote unquote second star, if you will, uh, a second guy next to Luca who wants to be here. Who's playing well, who's not only get this and y'all ain't going to like this. He plays well and puts up second guy numbers with Luca on the court, not just when Luca isn't playing. And he wants to be here and y'all can't wait to ship him out as opposed to Jalen Brunson. Whose best games came when Luca wasn't playing. And still struggled to play next to Luca. Who clearly didn't want to be here because he left. Whose penis y'all are still sucking to this day. And still blaming the front office for him leaving when it was clear he didn't want to be here. Now we have someone who want to be here and y'all can't wait to get rid of him. Only for y'all to what? Oh, y'all want centers back like Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, Y'all want guys back like what? I I don't understand. Uh, Oh, y'all want OG Ananobi. Don't get me started. Um, Y'all want centers back. Oh, we need a center back who's going to play some defense. Y'all want to, not a Steven Adams type, but the kind of centers that the Golden State Warriors look for. That's what y'all want. Because that's going to help us. Say we trade Christian Wood for something like that, a package like that. Come playoff times, who's going to score? Spencer Dinwiddie? Okay, who else? That's the thing. I'm glad you brought up the Hartenstein thing. I was I was high on Hartenstein coming out of the draft. I think he's just a good little solid player. But if you talk about a situation where we lose Christian Wood and Christian or and Hartenstein becomes our sole center besides Powell, that's an L at every stretch of the imagination. This boy has never averaged more than eight points a game or six rebounds a game, and he's played eighteen minutes a game the past. Three years, so he's getting minutes. He's getting rotation time. He 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 he's a solid guy, but he hasn't proven shit. I can't. I'm not going to go all in on Isaiah Hartenstein at the center when I got a guy that's giving me 18 and eight right now on high efficiency. Again, I like Hartenstein, but like you said, we get to the playoffs. Hartenstein is our only guy. He's getting he's I, I I don't I can't trust him in that situation. And you can say, oh, you can't trust Christian Wood in that situation either. He hasn't been in the playoffs. I know that for 40 games, Christian Wood has been consistent. I, he's had a couple off nights here or there. Every player does. But for the most part, I know what I'm getting from Christian Wood. I can't lose Christian Wood, get back an Isaiah Hartenstein in the middle of the season and expect to be cooking with grease. It's the same conversation I've heard about uh, getting rid of Tim and bumping Jaden Hardy up. Like on paper, I mean, it, it, you know, if you hate Tim Hardaway Jr. and you love the youth, that would be a we're, 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 we're pushing contending off for the time being type of move. We're going to build for the future type of move. That's the same thing with Isaiah Hartenstein. He's 24. 
If we if we're doing a deal where we or even if it's multiple deals where Christian Wood is going out and Isaiah Hardenstein is our so our center now, we're taking a step back and we're building for the future and hoping we could turn him into something. That's not a, 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 a upgrade. There's no way you're gonna convince me that's an upgrade. And again, like you were about to say, I believe when Christian Wood walks or if Christian Wood leaves. It's going to be a bunch of crying about, I can't believe we fumbled Christian Wood. I can't believe we had Christian Wood for one year and didn't resign him. But at the same time, I'm hearing all this stuff about how Christian Wood is not our center and he can't do it and blah, 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 blah. Compliment Christian Wood. Get him some help. Get Christian Wood some help. How about that? Y'all overrate defense with these centers. So y'all want dudes that's going to make all defensive teams and, and that's these dudes ain't just sitting around here. They want to fix all center. They want to fix all shout out, big shout out everything. Shout out to 21 going on 77. I remember, I uh, believe it was last season. Um, if I say anything, it's probably going to be paraphrasing, but I remember the DeMontis Sabonis thing came up. I think it was after he got dealt to Sacramento. Okay. And they had a conversation. Uh, the White said, you know, I don't think you can win with guys like that unless it's someone like an anomaly like Jokic or something. He don't think you can win with guys like that, that, you know, can't move on defense, aren't really defensive centers. And I didn't agree at the time, but look what DeMontis Sabonis is doing at center in Sacramento right now. He's not a shot blocker, like. He's not rejecting dudes at the paint, but he does a decent enough job. And I'm going to be honest with you. Every single y'all would kill to have Sabonis on the fucking Mavs right now. I wish I wish if we had Sabonis, y'all would probably complain like, oh, man, we we need to trade him. We need some defense. Like, come on, man. Like y'all got to cut it out. I think we don't way too much. We don't know what we want. They don't know what they want. Excuse me. Yeah, the fan base does not know what they want. Um, there is no Bam out of Gobert out there. Like, Bam out of Gobert, Zingas. Like, that person does not exist. You're not going to get a center that guards all five positions, rebounds, block shots, and can handle the ball, pass. Like, what? Well, who the fuck are y'all trying to get? A, a creative? Y'all want Victor Wambignana in five years? That's cool to want that, but let's be realistic. You're not getting much better than what we're getting from Christian Wood. You can't just get subtract that Christian Wood and replace it with a player because that player is also going to have flaws. Name, name a person that we can plug in that's solving all of the problems and has no flaws. Doesn't exist. So you got a guy that does four out of five things the best option would be to compliment him with the guys around him we know that maxi was a great compliment to him we know that that maxi christian wood pairing was an elite lineup before maxi went down and that was before wood really had his feet under him and understood everything so i can only imagine if maxi is coming back i'm excited about what we're going to look like in the playoffs and I wish that it wasn't 
the situation where people who did not like Christian Wood coming in or had don't don't necessarily like him now still. People were just waiting for an opportunity to say fuck Christian Wood. And I don't think it's fair to Christian Wood. I'm gonna close this uh this soliloquy out with the poll that was released earlier this week. Is Christian Wood the best teammate Luka Doncic has had so far? If your answer is no, reply to this tweet with who you think is. Obviously, we knew it was going to be Christian Wood or Jalen Brunson. The answer was no. 53% no, 47% yes. And obviously, opinions are opinions. I'm not going to – I'm what I'm about to say isn't going to be like, oh, y'all are wrong. It's just some of the things people were saying. People made it seem like it was clearly Jalen Brunson. It's obvious. It shouldn't even be a question. And I just have to remind y'all, I know y'all usually have short-term memory or y'all can't really stick to an opinion, but before last season, y'all were ready to trade Jalen Brunson. Facts. Y'all were ready to trade Jalen Brunson. Y'all didn't want Jalen Brunson. Y'all were trying to find ways to put him in a package. I was the one, and, and I don't even get on like soapboxes like this, But I'm going to say it because I'm now the one that doesn't care that Jalen Brunson was gone. But before last season started, Bibbs, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you hear anyone but me say, we got the secondary ball handle? It can be Jalen Brunson. Very few. I was one of the ones that questioned it, and he he stepped up. And going into the season, he had just barely played in the playoffs. Like, he didn't have some astounding previous year where it was like oh yeah i see something i see something there i'm just like if he steps up he can be the secondary ball handler like and he was he he didn't start off the season hot but progressively through the season when luca got hurt and he started he took off from there and it was obvious i think you and i both said it multiple times throughout last season there was a question we had Jalen Brunson plays great when Luka isn't playing, but when Luka's there, what is he doing? He's not, he wasn't great at catching and shooting. Right. When, when he would run the pick and roll, he, he wasn't making good decisions in the pick and roll. Not for other people. He was getting not t- for other. Yeah. Not for <laughs> others. Is. So like this, this perspective that Jalen Brunson has just like always been the guy next to Luca. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, the, the Jalen Brunson and I saw a lot of the responses to that were, you know, last half of the season, Jalen Brunson, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I feel like you're cheating with that answer. Like you just didn't want to say Christian what it is. Yeah. Like I think I saw like bubble porzing is and da 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 like bubble porzing is second half of the season Jalen Brunson Christian Wood has played half of that so I'm gonna I'm gonna allow the second half of the season Brunson one but when the season is over I want to run the poll again and at that point we'll have had a full season of Christian Wood. Um, and I don't want to hear that half a season of a player or 10 games or 15 games of a player was better than a full season of Christian Wood at that point. If it's, if everything's the same, unless he falls off a cliff, if he's still on the team, shit, trade deadline is three weeks away. We got some time. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Um, 
but yeah, Jalen Brunson situation is similar in a lot of ways. You got an unrestricted free agent. You got an extension option. I don't know where Christian Woods camp or Christian Woods stands on wanting an extension. I, I did ask. I, t- I think we did it on the pod. Actually, I asked his agent. He said he can't speak on that. Um, the rumors that Wood might want the two year extension so he can get to another bag in two years, but I, I don't know what the what the situation is. We will see. Mavs mo is to wait till the after the trade deadline to offer the extension. The question is, will Wood be incentivized to take it at that point? And will he see it as a slight if he wants the extension and we don't offer it now like Jalen Brunson did? I don't know. All I know is if I can keep Christian Wood on his team, I'm doing it 10 times out of 10. I assume you agree with me. Absolutely. Stop looking for the perfect player. The perfect player does not exist. You've got a player that works. You should probably keep him. I, even with Jalen Brunson, I said he's not a perfect fit. He's not the perfect second guy to Luka, but he's here. We made this shit work. If we can keep him, we got to keep him. We didn't. It is what it is. We can't do the same thing again. We're going to be worse off. If, we, if, we, if Christian Wood walks, we are worse off. We're, there's almost no way we get better. Just losing that money off the books. We've been on here longer than I think either one of us plan to be. Yeah. Uh, anything we need to say before we get up out of here? Nah, I think I've said enough. I don't know what I'm going to title this. This should be fun. Oh, I know what I'm going to title this. All right. Until next time, folks. Peace. Peace out.